Welcome to Celebration Church's podcast. We hope this helps you to know God better and trust Him more. To learn more about Celebration Church, please visit us at celebrationchurchlive.com. Amen. Well, we are about to get into the fourth part of our series called So I Hope. And we've done this on purpose because pushing almost now a year in to this stuff with COVID and everything being shifted around, um, this, this idea of, uh, I hope so, has kind of infiltrated our language, you know, whether, you know, I mean, just this week, you know, we were having a, you know, are you going to take a shower? Well, I hope so. And so, and some of us are having to go shower at friends and family's houses, and some people are still having to go shower at friends and family's houses. And so, um, there's so many things, it just feels like things are up in the air. I, I know that there's a lot of business owners and restaurants in our town who are having a, you know, I hope I get to open again soon. I hope because of the, the water issue. And it just seems to find its way, this I, I hope so mentality. But as the children of God, we have to remember that we have a reason to hope. We have a reason we have a reason to hope because God is faithful and he's with us and, and his promises are sure and, and we can move forward with him. And, and so we turn those words around and it's not I hope so, it's I understand that God's with me so I hope. I hope because I cling to what he is, has to say. So as we track along with, with our notes this morning that we've launched with this idea that hope in God is what empowers us to truly move forward in the full life that God has given us. Hope in God is what has empowered us. And we have a God of hope, and we have to recognize that. Sometimes we can disconnect hope and God. We can have hope over here, and somehow we have God over there, and and we forget that that for us as believers, they are one and the same. When we hear the word hope, our mind ought to automatically go to God. But sometimes we can begin to connect our hope with the wrong things, but they have to be connected. Hope for us have to be connected to God. That's where real, genuine hope comes from. I was reminded uh, recently of uh, uh, a story of my oldest two daughters, uh, Brooklyn and Lyndon, and uh, Lulu did not have her driver's license. Lyndon did not have her driver's license yet. She was riding around with her big sister, Brooklyn, and as they were driving in town, um, you, know, we'll, you know, you see periodically here in our community, um, you know, someone who, who's uh, not doing well in life and, and needing a little help, asking for a little handout and a little help and have one of the signs on the side of the road. And, and this particular day, they were at, you know, at, a, at a stoplight, and somebody had one of the, the signs, and their sign let them know um, that, they were a, that they were a vet. And Lulu reads the sign and tells, tells Brooklyn and says, man, this is, this is just so sad that, that so many of these, these vets are, um, you know, are, are, don't have work. And... And Brooklyn was like, yeah, yeah, it, it really is sad. And she said, are they, are they just, Lulu said, are they just not needed anymore? And Brooklyn's like, what? And she's like, you know, are, 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 is it just not as many people have pets and that kind of stuff? Is this, are they just not needed? Or just, and Brooklyn said, 
it's they're veterans, not veterinarians. And Lulu was thinking that there were all of these out-of-work veterinarians, all these people with skills to be able to care for puppies and kittens and all of these different things. And, and her, she, her mind was connected to the wrong thing. Her, she didn't recognize that here was somebody who had been willing to enlist and be a part of our armed forces and be willing to serve their country and was now at a place of, of loss and and not having things to be able to get through daily life, and, and not just someone whose work was out of sync with its current market, where their skill sets were out of sync with its current market, but her mind, a vet, was somebody you took your puppy to, and her, it brought her to the wrong conclusion. For us, when we think of the word hope, we have to immediately connect with God, so many times our hope can be, you know, there be people say, I hope, and they think the lottery. I hope, and they think a, a paycheck. I hope, and they think a person giving them favor or connecting to them. I hope, and it means that all of a sudden that, that an opportunity is going to fall in their lap. Hope can be connected with so many different things, but for us, our hope has to be stayed on the God of hope. It, our hope cannot be connected. When we think hope, we need to thank God. We, we need to be totally connected. He is the God of hope. As we look at Romans chapter 15, verse 13, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. He's the God of hope. All real hope is connected to God. Any other hope is false hope. If it's not connected to the God of hope, it's false hope. You know what? And, and just like Vegas is built on people sometimes winning, but guess what? The reason there's multi-billion dollar casinos is because most of the time those hopes end up in the wrong pocket. And life can throw a few little wins here and there. And all of a sudden begin to give you a little confidence in the wrong places. But we have to stay connected to the God of hope. God is where our hope is, is, has to be seated in. And hope is the natural outlook of taking God's love seriously. Hope is the natural outlook of any person who takes God's love seriously. And so here as we're gathered on Valentine's Day, then I want to make sure as, as love is in the air, as we are thinking about love and our loved ones, and that's wonderful, and, and maybe some of you are going to have some, some special at-home Valentine's meals uh, that later today. But I wanted us to understand that there is a connection between hope and love. Hope and love are connected to one another. I want to say it again, it is the natural, hope is the natural outlook of a person who takes God's love seriously. That's why we talk about God's love so much around here. That's why we spend a lot of time and energy. Because remember, if God is going to be described in one word, no one word can fully wrap God up. But if you were going to have one word describe God, the scriptures say God is love. 
And so as we connect with God's love and we take his love seriously, his love for us, well, then hope automatically rises up. In fact, love and hope support each other. Love and hope support each other. They are connected to one another. They work together. Let's read Colossians chapter 1, verse 5. It says, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel. What's the true message of the gospel? That God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. That God demonstrated his love for us and that while we didn't care, while we were yet sinners, while we were doing our own thing, Christ died for us. That is the the gospel. God's love is the center of the gospel. The good news is God loves you and has gone above and beyond to demonstrate that. And as you and I embrace and take his love seriously, take his love seriously, hope naturally comes and is connected with it. And in fact, they reciprocate one another. Then more faith and love spring from that hope as we understand that gospel that's already been given to us. That those things work together. That love and that hope work together. 1 Thessalonians 1.3 tells us this. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith Your labor prompted by love and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So here we have this place where Paul is encouraging the Thessalonians, those who live in Thessalonica. He's encouraging them and and telling them, he says, we remember, we remember. This has made an impact on us. Before our God and Father, your work Produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, let's look at this. It is your work. In this world, for us to be in relationship with him, just to, to be in relationship with one another, and that to be a thing that's good a thing that makes lives better, and that this is a work prompted by faith. Well, this this work prompted by faith or produced by faith, it is by trusting him. Your work produced by believing that he is with you and that the battle belongs to him by believing that his ways are higher than your ways, by knowing that his strength is made perfect in your weakness. This is your, the work produced by faith. Folks, you and I, the, the word tells us that the righteous, you and I are righteous because, not because of what we've done, but because of what Jesus has done. And righteous is just this big word that means right with God, that things are cool. And those of us who are that way based on what Jesus has done, then we live by faith. That is what the scriptures tell us, that we live by faith. And so with that, 
then we begin to move forward in our relationship with God by faith. And then it's your labor prompted by love. So why would we do something by faith? Well, love gives us the nudge. It prompts us. It says, hey, I care about you. I care about this person. This love begins to connect and engage, and it's prompted. It's prompted by love. It's prompted by caring about others like you care about yourself. See, scriptures tell us that's how we're to love one another. It's by loving others the way Christ loves us, which is a whole nother step of love to, that our Love is, and our works, our, our labor is prompted by our patience and our kindness. By the things 1 Corinthians 13 begins to lay out by, by not being envious or proud or arrogant. And, and that we just want to step in and make a difference. So here we are. We have our, our, our work produced by faith. Our labor prompted by love and our endurance inspired by hope. See, these things, the, the, your life is so big, and the, thing, the good things that God has for you to do, yes, they're going to be done by faith. Yes, they're going to be prompted by love, but they're not going to be done in a moment. It's your life. These things begin to take your lifetime, and that is going to require endurance. And that endurance, that comes from hope. It's hope that your, that your work and your labor are not fruitless. That your work and your labor, your faith and your love at work, that it's going to make a difference. And that is connected to hope. It's connected to hope. See, faith is the fuel. And love is the spark. And and. Our hope is the oil, just like an engine. You have to have the fuel, you have to have the spark, but if it's going to go the distance, you can't just have the fuel and the spark. Pretty soon that thing's going to overheat and then it's not going to go the distance, but our hope is the oil that allows that to be able to go the difference and that hope lets us see down the road, lets it see that we're able to go the long haul, that God is able to, in his faithfulness, is able to be faithful in us. See, the more we have hope, then the more that we can love. These two things are, are connected. And the truth is, is we've seen this played out um, in our relationships, We've seen this played out in our relationships, and, and all relationships start with a spark of hope, you know? Then you see somebody, you want to be able to connect with them, you want to be able to get to know them a little bit better, and there's this little spark of hope, and they begin to go, man, I hope to be able to get to know them better. I hope that they reciprocate, and then you do the thing that every generation has its own thing, the thing that lets you, according to what the young adults might say, is shoot your shot and begin to go ahead and get in there and, 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 and let, uh, let your feelings be known and, and slide into their DMs or, or be able to do it. Man, back in my day, you didn't get the opportunity to slide into somebody's DMs. You actually had to talk to them face to face. 
And so, man, you had to be bold. Now, if you were in elementary school, you could do the, you know, check yes or no little note passing thing. That was the original sliding into the DMs. And so, but they started out with this place where there was a little bit of hope that was connected. And then when a little bit of affection, a smile, a sure, uh, yeah, let's, you know, a positive response, a little bit of affirmation gets kicked back, which falls into the realm of love. Well, then guess what? It spurs on a little more hope. And then that hope allows us to step out and to go forward and be a and love a little bit more and, and it'd be a little bit, have a little bit more buy-in. And so it'd be like some of these guys out putting power back on right now. Some of these linemen who are up there and they're having to climb these poles and they have these spikes on the insides of their legs. And as they're going up that pole, one would be hope and the other would be love. And as there's hope, it allows there to be love extended. And as love is solid, it allows hope to be extended. And you say, well, which one? Are they resting on hope? Or are they resting on love? And that's, yes. The answer is yes. They're resting on hope and they're resting on love. And one can begin to ratchet up the other and allow us to be able to truly move forward. Hope and love are infinitely connected. In fact, in long-lasting relationships, and I do have done relationship counseling for years now, you know, and there will be people who will, will end up sharing, you know, some really difficult relationship things, and especially inside of marriages, and, and as people open up and they talk about some of their hard times and, and maybe some betrayals of trust and maybe some, some harsh conversations and, and some things that were said that were very hurtful. And then, but they're sitting there in my office and, and wanting to get things worked out. And the last few things that have been said were not loving and were not caring. But why are they sitting there talking to a pastor, wanting to be able to move forward? Because there is hope that things can be restored. Even, things, even when the love doesn't look like it's there anymore, this, they'll tell me, Pastor, I, just, I believe there's still hope for my marriage. I believe that there is still hope. And where hope is still there, love can begin to be extended and reached out for. These two things are connected. Psalms 33:22 say, says, May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. Lord, may your unfailing love be with us, even as we put our hope in you. You're like, well, does God's unfailing love with us only if we put our hope in him? No, that's when we're aware of it. That's when we're aware of his unfailing love. It's when we put our hope in him. That's why one of the very first of the original commandments that for the, for the people of Israel says, have no other gods before me. Okay? Now, this isn't because God is jealous of, of, of some Buddha or, or some idol or some false god. There's only one true God. He's not jealous of some other first God if he doesn't feel threatened by that. God is not threatened by some false God. He knows that you're threatened. 
by putting your hope in something that's not him. He doesn't say that because he's threatened. He says that because you and I are threatened. That that begins as we put our hope in something else. And so now if for us to stay aware of his unfailing love is with us, even as we put our hope in him, if we begin to put our hope in something else, we begin to put our hope in our government, being able to fix our issues, whether it is our civil government, being able to handle even some of our immediate issues we're dealing with here, our national government, our state government, then all of a sudden as we begin to put our hope in those things and we begin to do that, we are pulling ourselves away and not being aware of his unfailing love. But as we put our hope in him, we become more and more aware of his unfailing love and that his unfailing love be with us. That's being conscious of its presence. It's always there. We've got scripture after scripture after scripture says God's love is always with us. But it's even as we put our hope in him. Because folks, we can begin to put our hope in so many different things that will disappoint and have us fall on our face over and over and over again. So we have to be conscious. Where are we putting our hope? And as we need to stay aware of his unfailing love. And see, I want to remind us again that hope is the natural outlook of a person who takes God's love seriously. When we take his love seriously, hope just begins to build within us. It just begins to stay alive within us. Again, let's look to Psalm 130, verse 7 and 8. It says, Israel... Put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. I love that it reminds us there's full redemption, because that means that full redemption means that everything is going to be put back to the way it should be. So this is a reference to things not being what they should be. But with him, that things get redeemed. Things get put back to the way they should be. And here's one of the prophetic things that says, He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. Where there is shortcoming, where things are not right in Israel or in us as the children of God, he himself will fix it. He's not saying you go over there and fix it and you change it and now come back to me and now you can put your hope in me. That your hope is because you're good enough to have hope. No, our hope is in him and in him alone and his unfailing love. That is where our hope is to be. Our hope in these connected all through this today. Faith. Hope is love. See, faith is important. We're to live by faith. Hope, hope helps us stay anchored and it is a natural outgrowing. We should be people of faith. We should be people of hope. But ultimately, our faith and our hope is so that we can be like the people of God himself. God is love so that we can be people of love. So we be people of love, loving God and loving others. That's what everything boils down to. And that's what allows us to be able to step out and to do the risky thing of loving 
is because we know our hope in him is not disappointed. That our bottom line this morning is this, is that where hope is alive, love can reside. Where hope is alive, love can reside. And what is so sad is when hope is gone, you'll see love is, love's gone too. And that's why God came in and the very first thing he chose to do is to love us. I already said it one time in this message, but I want us to remind us right now that God demonstrated his own love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we didn't care, while we were doing what we wanted to do, having our hope in everything but him, he died for us. And that demonstration, when we've heard the true gospel, it begins to bring hope within us. And then as we see faith and love spring from that hope, and we would have faith towards God and love towards God as we recognize that there's a God of love who cares for us. And so I don't know what it is that you're dealing with right now. I know as a city, we've all got things going on. But I know you, you as an individual, you have your own things going on. And I want to encourage you, whether it is relational, whether it is financial, whether there's just some places of anxiety and frustration, turn your hope towards him. Your hope can't be put in anything else. God can utilize different people and utilize different things to, to bring about great things in our lives, but it's not those things. It's him every single time. And if you put your hope in him and then be aware of his unfailing love, I'm telling you, it will begin to make things turn around. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Celebration Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.